Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I have dry bars. Balls so dry. They explode like dust. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy. Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Carson? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Sick We're back, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of Suck My Balls, a South Park review. This is episode number 28 as we continue forth. On reviewing every episode of South Park in order. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you've noticed that <laughs> me and Scoop are in festive South Park mode. Because we've decided to uh, use the, uh, I guess, Zoom green screen capabilities. <laughs> and we put up the little South Park graphics behind us. Well, Scoop is uh, overlooking South Park with Kuhn uh, sitting right above his shoulder. And I'm at the 7-Eleven South Park uh, version. So that's where we're at today, guys, as we get ready to review for you. Chef Aid, it's a fun episode. We A lot of voiceovers and cameos. A lot of special guest appearances that get to do their own voices. One of the very few episodes itself that gets to, uh, where the celebrities are voicing their own characters. But as you were heard to start the call there, I am not... Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matthew Schaffer. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. And after, I guess, two episodes, felt like forever. My boy, after skylarking around the world, <laughs> he's back, everyone. He's back. He's back. He's back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to his show. <laughs> what's up buddy yeah well you're back i'm back i told the listeners i don't know if you got to hear the episode yeah i'll be back i was coming back 
just you. having just just like it was like a meltdown over the week. Like everything that could possibly go wrong just fucking went wrong. And now even like this week, trying to deal with this curfew that they set here, it's just and wanting to protest and all, dude. It's just it's been it's been pretty, it's been pretty pretty rough. I mean, I clued the listeners in, obviously, you know, very transparently, not like in depth. I was like, yeah, uh, Scoop's car broke down and his phone broke and he got stuck at a hotel. So it was a shitty weekend and he's not here with us, you know. So, but you're back. That's the good news. Everything's now taken care of. Uh, your uh, wallet, obviously, is a little bit lighter, unfortunately, <laughs> as, as, as if we all are right now in the time of Corona. And we were driving the car this morning and it started... Like, wait a oh. minute, I just got this fixed. Right. It's like, did I just pay $600 to get spark plugs changed? So. But let's try to have a positive conversation. Right, through. with everything that's going on in the world, let's fucking, let's see if we can get some South Park in us, man. For sure, for yeah. sure. We'll, all right, Chef Aid is the 14th episode of season two and the 27th episode overall. South Park it originally aired on October the 7th, night. 1998 and this was a very famous episode of south park because an album was released in tandem with this episode as well as a television special which aired on comedy central so chef tries to claim that atlantis morissette plagiarized his song stinky bridges you got stinky bridges however the record company in this episode decides to sue him for making that statement. Well, Scoop, Stinky Bridges, Chef A. Stinky, Stinky Bridges. Funny episode. Hmm. I enjoyed this episode very much. How about yourself? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad. Scoop's back for two weeks, guys, and that's uh, <laughs> that's all we got. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I enjoyed this episode. It was It's a funny one. We got stinky, stinky president. I can't get down on my head. That's what I'm talking about. So Cartman has become obsessed with Atlantis Morissette's new song, Stinky Britches, that he can't get out of his head. The cafeteria is how the show starts, and he's singing it, and then Garrison walks in, and then, like, <laughs> initially, Garrison thinks, like, Cartman's, like, saying something like, uh, I I don't know. Offensive to him? What did you say? Stinky bitches! Yeah, got stinky bitches! And then Kyle's like, he's singing the new Atlantis Morissette song, and Kyle's like, I can't get it out of my head. And then uh, <laughs> Kyle's like, Where's Mister Hat? <laughs> Mister Garrison's like, Children, did you say hi to Mister Twig? Hi, boys. How are you? When is Mister Hat coming back? I told you never to say his name in my presence. But we hate Mister Twig. Mister Twig sucks. Yeah. It just so happens that Mr. Twig is far more stable than Mr. Hat could ever be, so he's the better puppet. Now, He'd be better used as a coat rack. <laughs> How dare you! I thought I told you to never bring up that two-timing horse name around me again. <laughs> and then again, once again, just like in the previous episodes here, uh, Kyle and the rest of the class all contend that they miss Mr. Hat. They don't want to see Mr. Twig no more. And Garrison is upset. He gets uh, emotionally triggered. He runs away, Scoop. And this leads to the boys and walking into the cafeteria. They see Chef. Again, Cartman's still singing. Stick him right there. Yeah, I got to take him right there. And Chef's like, 
Where, where'd you hear that song, boys? <laughs> it's the new Alanis Morissette song. Well, I'll be. That's my song. He explains that he actually wrote that song about 10, 20 years ago, and it seems that the record company has now recycled, reused his song. And he's not, you know, obviously not either A, getting a portion of it or even getting credit, which ultimately that's what he wants at the beginning of this episode. Right. It's like, I don't even want the money. I just want to be like recognized. Hey, yeah, I, I would want my name. on. That's all I would really want. You yeah. know what I mean? Shit. Put my name on it. It depends. I don't know. I think uh, if it was me, um, I want the money too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the royalties too. Like <laughs> That's why I'm coming after you. <laughs> like, uh. I mean, the credit's great and everything, and that's awesome. But if you made a bunch of money off my work, then I should be able to get some money. That's how I see it, you know. Give me some pay me, dog. Pay me. What's what's my what's what you know the four steps, bro? Start up, cash in, sell out, throw down, throw down. So, chef and the boys come to the agreement that they're gonna go seek out legal counsel. Kyle's dad in a representation to, you know, you know, maybe go well, actually what they decided to do is go to the record company first. They go to the record company and like, <laughs> and like they play the song and the guy's like, I don't hear the I don't hear the resemblance. And they're like, and Kyle's like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? It's the exact same song. Now look, I'm trying to be cool about this, but you can't just rip people's music off. It's against the law. I am above the law. And he's like, I am above the law. That's, I mean, that was kind of his catchphrase in this episode. I am above the law. And in this and, whole uh, rubbing splooge into his hair. Oh, splooge. Oh, kisses for my penny. Kisses for my penny. Okay, anyway, I love doing Hennifer Lopez's voice, but uh, I gotta get I'm Mitch Connor. We're gonna get off <laughs> Mitch Connor. I've been traveling town to town, kind of little boys. <laughs> 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 oh man, there's some great episodes. South Park is a joy to to laugh about, and I hope you, you're laughing with us here, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this episode. Scoop, I noticed that people have started to watch our YouTube videos. <laughs> like I was like, that's big here. <laughs> people, I think you know, people like to put a face to who they're listening to, and it's crazy. We could start developing a relationship there. Maybe start talking back to us. I think the next step for us to do, and it's just it, it's just extra work on my part, is unless you know you start editing stuff, is to chop up the YouTube video show into like ten minute segments, and then upload those separately. Because I think micro content works really well for people. They like to just watch five ten minute videos sometimes instead of a whole show. So if it's split up into parts, I do that as well all the time. Like, uh, you know, you just watch like, I don't know if you ever watched that YouTube stuff like, uh, did you know? It's like, did you know? And like, they just talk about like, did you know? Like about the gaming, you know what I mean? And about the background, the history of stuff like that. But they'll do it in like 
they'll do short episodes that are like five to ten minutes, but then like a month later, they'll drop like one one hour episode. So you know what I mean? So it's split up into micro content. So they're not only getting more views because you're watching more people, and you also have more videos as well. So and then you know, like I said, shorter time frame. Maybe somebody doesn't want to sit down and listen to us blather on for sixty minutes about South Park. Maybe they're like, "Can you just get the fucking what does Kenny say and the goddamn underlying tones, you fucking people, revealing the show?" Or maybe not. I don't know. But if they it, like, if if I cause or we cause an emotional reaction like that, I'd be pretty proud. So let us know in the comments. <laughs> uh, the boys and chef. Go to the major record companies we mentioned. They explained that, unfortunately, they're now going to be sued because apparently Chef harassed them. Chef's like, you know what? I'll get a lawyer. And he's like, fine, I'll get another, I'll get my own lawyer too. <laughs> so We'll get yeah. the best in the biz. Right, we'll get the best in the biz. Well, at the time, 1998, and I, he might he could be considered all time, I mean, from his uh, celebrity status, if you will, in the media, if you will, is uh, Johnny Cochran. Now, Johnny Cochran in this court case, you know, he's making his regular arguments back and forth. Gerald believes that he's made a sound case, but he also notes as long as he doesn't use the Chewbacca defense, then we'll be okay. Uh, Unfortunately, Johnny Cochran does use the Chewbacca defense, (laughs) and it's quite comical. Uh, This is Chewbacca. Does that make sense? Does this make does any of this make sense? I'm talking about you back in the cold room. That does not make sense. It does not make sense. That does not make sense. Does not make sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chewbacca. Chewbacca is a Wookiee from the planet Kishik. But Chewbacca lives on the planet Endor. Now think about that. That does not make sense. Damn it. What? He's using the Chewbacca defense. Why would a Wookiee, an eight-foot-tall Wookiee, want to live on Endor with a bunch of two-foot-tall Ewoks? That does not make sense. But more importantly, you have to ask yourself, what does this have to do with this case? Nothing. Uh, meanwhile, uh, on the other side, Mr. Garrison is doing his own stuff. You know, He's, he's looking for uh, Mr. Twig. And on this is, I would say, one of the first episodes where... We see a character have a psychological breakdown in regards to their own um, sense of self-identity. And this pattern is repeated later with Cartman and the dolls, right, when he kills all of his dolls as well. So in this episode, uh, Mr. Garrison does it with Twig, Mr. Twig. Uh, And we uh, initially find out in the uh, (laughs) the first scene (laughs) that – He's looking for Mr. Twig, and Mr. Twig is like in a saucepan of boiling water, and he runs in. He comes in the kitchen. He's like, "Mr. Twig, where are you?" And he opens up the top of the the saucepan, and he sees him, and he yells, and he like throws it off the top of the stove, and Mr. Twig lands. And <laughs> you just seem like Mr. Mr. Twig. Well, back in the courtroom, the judge decides uh, after that riveting defense by the Chewbacca defense. Gives it to the jury. The jury decides that Chef is guilty and awards the record company $2 million. Scoop. That's kind of ridiculous. A, why did – what was the merits of, of, of suing him? One conversation? Yeah, he, he claiming that $2 million? He, 
And in a real, real case, like if it's older than the song that's now, the person that has the proof of it being older can't, like they win. You can't sue them for stupid. Yeah, you can't counter sue for that. That's ridiculous. Just because of a conversation. Yeah. Now, I mean, if Chef decided to go out there and he started releasing his own music, they could try and sue. And then Chef could counter sue and say, look, I do have the rights because I wrote it. And they never reached out to me. And rather than trying to make a legal mess of this, I was just like, fuck it. I'll put out my own song that I actually fucking wrote. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. unfortunately, he, he, you know, Chef walked in there. He wasn't even looking for money, being the nice guy that he is. He kind of set himself up almost. It's kind of sad. Right. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Well, after that, the, the jury decides that he's guilty. So Chef, unfortunately, you know, he's he doesn't know what he's going to do. Well, <laughs> this is ridiculous. So Mr. Garrison now, again, with Mr. Twig, this is the side story in this episode. Uh, he goes into the bedroom and he sees Mr. Twig in bed. He's like, what's wrong, Mr. Twig? <laughs> takes off the blanket. <laughs> Mr. Oh, my God! Mr. Twig is broken. He's like, Not okay. Mr. Twig. Who broke Mr. Twig? <laughs> who, 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 you know, who snapped him in half? So he realizes that someone is out to get Mr. Twig. So he sets up a camera after those attempts to kill Mr. Twig and discovers that the culprit is Mr. Hand. <laughs> Mr. Hand. Uh, so it's uh, quite sad. You know, Mr. Hat shows up in his wardrobe. Uh, near Mr. Garrison throws Mr. Hat outside his door and he's shouting. <laughs> and then like, well, actually, I apologize first. He called the police first at the, at the early part of the episode after he got boiled and he had pictures and he tried to show Mr. Officer Barbrady that it was uh, Mr. Hat. And he's like, here's the culprit. And Mr. Officer Barbrady looks at the pictures and he goes, can I go now? <laughs> he's like, you freaking wacko. <laughs> <laughs> then he walks you out. He walks out, and so that's when Mr. Garrison discovers it's Mr. Hat. So eventually, when as he's half naked, Mr. Hat shows up. Yes, he throws him outside, and then like his neighborhood and the cops show up, and he's like <laughs> yelling at an imaginary puppet. <laughs> and I'm not going to take you back. You can just go to hell. You go to hell and you die. You are a lying ball of turd, Mr. Hat. I hope you starve, you lousy son of a bitch! What are you all looking at? This is between me and Mr. Hayat. It's over, Mr. Garrison. This is it. We've had enough. What do you mean? I'm afraid it's the big house for you, fruitcake! What? Jail? Is he, though? Is he imaginary? Oh, I don't know, man. He's yelling at a... Up until this point, one can argue, yes, he's imaginary, because... Do we we actually get to see the pictures? Do we get to see? Do we see Mr. Garrison's arm in the puppet or something? Is it just Mr. Hat? He's Mr. Hat. Okay, Mr. Hat. See, up to this point, one can argue, yeah, it's probably just Mr. Garrison and his like gets out mind. But I don't know. After after this, it gets a little weird with Mr. Hat. Well, I mean, it's totally weird, bro. Because you got like. What Mr. Hat left to go bang Brett Favre? That he's a two-time <laughs> whore. <laughs> so, like, I don't understand. God damn it! I don't understand. What is Mr. Hat? What is Mr. Hat? Well, Mr. Hat, uh, they all realize that. Well, they all believe that you know he's crazy. So they send him to jail. 
they put him in jail. Uh, at the same time, Chef is trying to avoid uh, entering the jail system by whoring himself out to the town. So he's this, uh, there's two different little side mini stories here. Chef decides to try and raise the money for $2 million. He's going to whore himself out to the town and have sex with everybody in town. The boys get the idea, hey, we'll go re- uh, after being told by Chef that he used to be a cook for a lot of big-name musicians. That they're going to go reach yeah. out to musicians and stars and see about them, you know, uh, maybe contributing money in, in via a celebrity bake sale or candy, I guess, in this case. So Chef's banging the chicks in the town. He bangs Kyle's mom. Nobody ever fucking talks about this in the later I episode. know. I was going to bring this up. Yeah, I was going to bring this up. And like... Oh, thank you, Chef. No problem, Ms. Blaflowski. Uh, now about that hundred bucks? Uh, of course. Here you go. Leaving so soon? I got a long way to go to raise the kind of money I need. Well, best of luck to you then. How was it, honey? Pretty much what I expected. Gerald walks in. How was it, Sheila? And she's like, just how I imagined. So Gerald so, is totally on board with this bull- weird shit, bro. Does Gerald want to be cuckold? Why his wife? It was a fucking cuckold. That's the word I was thinking. Is Gerald a cuckold? He fucking watched it, I bet, bro. I bet you he did. He I probably bet you he did. He's a sick fuck. He's a sick fuck. Weirdo. Why would you let your wife do that? To save my marriage, I'm going to let my wife have sex with another man. And it doesn't even matter that it's chef. It's just anybody I'm saying. Like, it's stupid. Ridiculous. You can't get it up. Can't do your job. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I'm Broflosky. Big time lawyer. Don't got it in the pants anymore. Then again, though, if you look at Sheila, you know, <laughs> I might pay for someone else to do it, too. So there's an argument to be said for both sides, I guess, huh? I guess. I guess so. (laughs) You know, double-edged sword right there, I suppose. So after showing all of those musicians to the kids, the kids decide to venture out, and they, I guess, travel on a plane to California. They don't really show you, but they're on a plane, and they kind of insinuate they're going to California. Uh, So the kids are out in California, and they're meeting, you know, Elton John, Meatloaf. Meatloaf was funny. Who the hell are you? He's all, what do you want? Chef? I love Chef. I used to be Couscous. Like, we go to a flashback story. <laughs> Couscous was his original act. Elton John was singing about songs. Oh, oh, my cheddar cheese girl. Now, oh, oh, my cheddar cheese girl. Uh, so, that, I think that song's actually on the album. A lot of the songs that were sung uh, were on the Chef album. <laughs> i mean this is a musical episode to be real this is a south park musical um yeah. in essence with all the music they showcase in this true. So, so you know he go they go to all these musicians and whatnot well unfortunately after uh going to a couple of different musicians and you know raising some money selling some candy uh they get back and they meet up with chef as his house is being raided and he's being uh you know arrested now by the police for not coming up with two million dollars which by the way let's be honest in a legal situation they're not going to throw someone in jail for that they would garnish your wages they might tax you heavier but you, I, you, you could them. you could file for bankruptcy so like they're that's a that's a non uh, like a violent criminal offense so I don't believe Chef would have gone to jail in real life in a big time case for that. He would have right. just been fined, and like he could have set up payments to the court. You know what I'm saying? For like the next so, fifty-seven like, years, yeah, or something like 
So, or he would have had, like I said, his wages garnished, and he never would have gotten to taxes until it's paid off, right? Or he could pay it off at some point, or you know, they could take his assets like they were doing, but they can't come in and take your house, shit in your house like that. They would be able to take liquid assets, but, but I am above the law, exactly. But he's above the law. As the asshole producer comes in and starts taking out chef's shit, he even took his photo out. What a douche! Has no value. He just did, know, took it to like take that, it. They can't. They can't do that. So it's an over-exaggeration. It is, for sure. Well, Chef gets thrown in jail. So he's in jail now with Mr. Garrison. Mr. Garrison. Mr. Garrison, Garrison. is like, he's like, you know, Mr. Twig and me had a great relationship, but Mr. Hat and me have a lot of history. And this Chef's like, you finally done cuckoo, have you, Mr. Garrison? You snapped. What are you talking about? Don't you see? <laughs> you got multiple personality schizophrenia thing. And then all of a sudden, Garrison's like, I warn you, Chef. You, you, don't you get any ideas about raping me? <laughs> <laughs> don't you get no ideas about raping me, shit? Just like what? God. Which obviously Garrison is a closet homosexual at this point, so mm-hmm. he is trying to get Chef to take advantage of his hiney. Do you think if Mister Garrison had not been in jail and Mister and Chef was whoring himself out, uh, he uh, you know he would have uh, you know done it with Mister Garrison? Mister Garrison paid. I don't think Chef has ever hinted at being bisexual. I'm just saying, desperate times call for desperate measures. If he needed the money, what if Garrison forked up some good cash, like 10 G's? Do you think Chef uh, would take the, you think, uh For the children, up your butt, he would take it? <laughs> oh, poor Chef. Chef Vader. You know, they never did anything with Chef Vader. Whatever happened with Chef Vader? Never brought it back. It's been like 12 seasons since Chef died, you know? Mm-hmm. After that fruity little club killed him. Fruity little club. Let's remember the good times. <laughs> <laughs> so in the town square, the boys decide then they're going to hold a chef aid. They're Meaning they're going to actually put on a concert. Kind of parodying what was like the Queen uh, big time uh, concert that happened in the late 80s, 90s. All the big concerts and whatnot. Uh, but this involves Cartman on stage doing the German dance and getting people to pay for it. I don't like this German dance. Stupid. Uh, the event doesn't manage to attract m- many. But all of a sudden, all the musicians just start showing up. Like Elton John. He's like, I thought you might need some more help. Which makes <laughs> sense because you only bought fucking like three yum yum bars, you fucking cheapskate. Right? Uh, like, oh, so dumb. It's like you owe this fool your your, your career and everything, and yeah, you know, three three candy bars. Yeah, I don't what? Fuck dick. So all of a sudden, a huge gig is now in full swing. You know, Chef, uh, yeah, he's still in jail with Mr. Garrison. And this is the weird part we were talking about, because a car crashes through the wall, and driving the car is Mr. Hat. So it doesn't make Hat. any it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Is it Mr. Hat real? Is he not real? Does Mr. Garrison have psychic powers? I don't fucking understand. Can anybody explain this to us? Hit us up. Suckmyballsgmail.com. Suckmyballspodgmail.com. And uh, you can Twitter us at suckmyballspod. So now we've got a huge gig. It's in full swing. You know, Chef turns up, uh, like like we mentioned, as he breaks out with Mr. Garrison having escaped prison. And... Everyone's playing music, and they got all the different bands, and they're talking about like their different uh, chef experiences before he shows up. Elton John to Rancid 
to what one band i forget the name of the band they're like oh we don't even know chef oh right well this is our new song anyway and they just play <laughs> uh they had uh what was it primus played ozzy osbourne shows up and kills kenny uh, he kills kenny he, he bites the head off kenny's head and we'll talk about that what did kenny say that's really only kenny's appearance and he dies and then yeah chef finally shows up and he shows up and it's like peanut style hey chef we're all here for you ah! whatever so mean Right. You can see that uh Bean? Ween was the band. Ween. What what Ween. is that band? What the fuck is that band? Like I'm looking know. at I'm looking them up right now. Ween. If you're listening Ween is an to this American up... alternative rock band from New Hope, Pennsylvania, nineteen eighty four. Okay. What's like some of their big hits? Let's see. I'll edit it in the podcast. It can't be on YouTube because we'll get copyright. But if you're listening to this on the podcast, you'll hear the music here. Once he tells the title, I'll I'll hit the under. Trying to it. find, trying to find, trying to find. <laughs> this is not the suspense easy. is killing me. I hope it lasts. Chocolate and cheese, golden country grates, the mollusk. All right. Well, I guess I'll play one of those songs. I don't know what the hell that is. Ween. Pure guava. Pure guava. Yeah. Weird stuff. All right, Ween. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they were a band in the '80s, so uh, clearly means Scoop were still in diapers or just learning how to stand up. So we were not watching this band. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the town, or you know, maybe Scoop was—I uh, don't know—doing push-ups. Maybe that—that's what he was doing back then. He was like, "Yeah, push it, push it, bitches! I got bitch it." Fuck you, Kyle! You're like a little token, like working out. What's up? Dude, working out! <laughs> I would turn these tamers strange. <laughs> Dude, Joe Strummer was there. Do you know who that is? That was the co lead vocalist of the class. He was, was in Ween? No, he was one of the standalones. Oh, okay. I was like, he was in Ween? No, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, so here, here's a list of all of the uh, okay. music people I found it. So it was Joe Strummer, uh, Rancid, Ozzy Osbourne, Ween, Primus, Elton John, Meatloaf, Rick James, DMX, Devo. Yeah, they got a lot of people to appear in this episode. Rick James. You know, I bet you they were able to get Rick James because Chappelle's show was pretty big at that time, too. Right, right. And this um, show was probably this show was really starting to gain traction. Like everybody was starting to watch this now. It's like, and it, if you kind of didn't, it was like, oh well, then you don't really know what funny is. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I had that debate with uh, Rick Vickery from Hami Media about what was better between South Park and Family Guy. Supposedly, at some point, it's going to be released in a fan vote type situation where the fans will decide. Um, but from the initial response that I got on my Facebook post when I talked about it, uh, it was overwhelmingly that uh, Family Guy sucked and South Park was better. Now, I'm not going to say that Family Guy is a bad show. You know, admittedly, I do watch Family Guy. I sometimes like to smoke something, something, something and watch some Family Guy. It's a stupid show to watch. But if you want to compare it to South Park, there is no comparison. There isn't. Like, they're two completely different shows. Like, at the like I understand – the concept and the premise of the dick, the way that they deliver their jokes. Like you can like, seriously South or 
Family Guy got all of their delivery material from South Park. Like, South Park is a pioneer. You cannot compare. It's just like comparing The Simpsons to South Park. It's like a lot of the jokes and delivery, the way that the delivery that South Park delivered some of these jokes was from Simpsons because they're at Simpsons was a pioneer. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, in, there's no question. Dude, family Guy is stupid anyway. <laughs> so, so at, at this gig, uh, Chef's like, oh, boys, you did this all for me? Uh, he's like, yeah, I did. He's like, oh. And they got, like, stacks of cash there. And then the Splooge guy shows up, uh, the big record producer, and he's trying to ruin the event. Well, his idea of ruining the event is cutting off one of the legs on the stage. And the stage just, like, barely moves. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what he horrible wanted. villain and, and apparently ruined the music event. But on that day, Johnny Car- Cochran's heart grew three times, ty- three sizes. Well, in South Park, they say Johnny Cochran's heart grew three sizes that day. Wait, Mister Chef, this music has really touched me. I'd like to take up your case free of charge. You will. I will bigger and like mr grinch <laughs> and he decides <laughs> that he's gonna take on chef's case pro bono and then like elton john uh later on will sing a song but first we go back to court and then uh johnny cochran does the chewbacca skit again and this time wins and uh, chef gets recognized finally by the record company and obviously doesn't have to pay too many dollars and does not have to go to jail. Uh, and then it, uh, Ellen John sings uh, Stan's song. Cause when he first met them, he gives them a, a note or he's Hey, hey Mr. Elton John, if I give you a song to, uh, will you play it and record it? And he's like, yeah, I will, but I'll own all the rights for it and go through, goes through all like the litany of PR and I'll own 20% to it and distribution rights worldwide. Okay. So uh, he sings the song, wake up Wendy. Smell the coffee. <laughs> wake up, Wendy. Wake up, Wendy. Wake up, Smell Wendy. the coffee. Wake up, Wendy. Listen down. Wake up, Wendy. Anyway, so that was it, guys. As Chef gets out of jail, he wins the countersuit and he gets the credit, and all is well in the land of South Park. And that was your episode, guys, of season two, episode 14 Chef Aid. So let's get into what did Jenny say? What did Kenny say? What did Kenny say? So, what did Kenny say in this scene here? It was with uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Now. He explains that initially he was told by Chef not to bite the head off a bat, but to get a new fancy hat. (laughs) He was like, get a new fancy hat. And I thought he said, bite the head off a bat. And the rest is history. And he started singing. And he gets, uh, ain't nowhere to hide. And then he picks up Kenny. And you see Osborne's like, ah! And Kenny's like, all right, dude, let me go now. And then Ozzy bites his head off and then looks up with a bloody mouth and Kenny's head is missing and the music dies down. And then that's when Stan and Kyle say, oh my God, Ozzy Osbourne bit Kenny's head off. You bastard. And 
And that's what Kenny said. That was it, guys. It was a short. Kenny didn't have a lot of lines in this episode. Oh. It was a very background character. Yeah. yeah, he had a couple other like, yeah, okay, and nothing of like you know that it wasn't like, oh, okay, what did he say? You you if you watch the episode, you figured it out as the lawnmower once again fucking comes on at my house. God damn it, motherfucker! Every time I record now, Scoop, they're like, oh, that's recording. Turn to fucking lawnmower again. <laughs> Fuck him! Suck my balls. <laughs> uh, so here's some underlining tones. And fun facts. This episode marks the last appearance of Mr. Twig. Because during the uh, chef aid, there's a uh, a breakdown, if you will, where uh, apparently Mr. Twig is French because he's like, do you love him? Then if you love him, you must run to him. <laughs> you must love him and never let go. So he, Mr. Twig has gone and we now have Mr. Hat. So that was the last episode of Mr. Twig. Uh, if you look carefully at the person at the front of the crowd, you can see that he appears to be the band member Jonesy, who was also in the Clubhouse's episode, and who was also part of Skylar's band in Cat Orgy and Timmy 2000. Lords of the Underworld! Uh, the episode was a plug, as we mentioned, for the album Sheffy. What? Yeah. this episode was a plug as mentioned for the uh fucking album the chef album and featured many of the songs which i might plug one or two here on the podcast here if you're listening judge moses is actually supposed to be a likely reference to isaac hayes's albums black moses i i didn't know that before i did um but of course isaac hayes is the um voice for chef so that's a interesting little little fun fact there for you. Well, Mrs. Crabtree, I'm oh, sorry, a uh, variation of this episode, uh, rather than where the kids walk in in the scenes and the and Chef says, hello there, children, and the kids say, hey, Chef. They actually did it in opposite order this time, where the kids hey, walked Chef. in. Hello there, children. Hey, Chef. Hello there, children. Uh, how's it going? Bad. Anyway, Mrs. Crabtree's <laughs> hair is actually a lighter shade of brown in this episode. And you're wondering, what do you mean, Mrs. Crabtree? Yeah, well, when Chef was whoring himself off to all the women in town, he banged Mrs. Crabtree. In fact, he said, Mrs. Crabtree, uh, I got a, uh, would you be interested in using a sex toy? I've got this great uh, love bag. So he puts a brown paper bag over her head so he doesn't have to see her face when he smashes. Uh, fucked up, <laughs> hilarious. He goes, oh, that's better. Uh, if you look carefully when the boys are looking in Chef's memory album with Chef, mm-hmm. there is a picture of Steve Urkel in it for a brief second, as well as a picture of what looks like him fucking a goat. I don't know if you caught that. Yep. Um, it's pretty dope. That, well, that's, I don't know if that's pretty dope. That's kind of <laughs> disgusting. You sick weirdo. So then now we can kind of answer that question you had earlier. Probably would. He probably would fuck Mr. Garrison for the right amount of money. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. Yeah. I whip out that deck and put it in it. Mm. This episode parodies benefit concerts. Musical. <laughs> I, <think that. laughs> I got that. Uh, I got that off of. I remember being a kid. I don't know if you remember when this came out. I want to say I was in the sixth grade when it came out. Eminem's Marshall Mathers uh, LP. And there's the scenes, the little cut scenes between the songs. And one of them, it's like, uh, mm, yeah, go ahead, suck it. <laughs> yeah, suck it on all. Uh, suck that dick. And then, like, somebody walks in. Oh, oh shit. Get get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It's like Eminem doing comedy. I don't know. It's pretty funny. Uh, so that's where I got that. Mm, yeah. So I carried that with me. Yeah, I'll carry it with you. <laughs> Anyway, so this episode parodies benefit concerts, musical gatherings, of course, which commonly feature aid in their names. Uh, some of the most prominent ones have been organized by Boomtown Rats member Bob Gildelf, who put together such events as Live Aid. That's the one with Queen and the Live Aid. And they were all for charitable causes as bringing famine relief to Ethiopia. Uh, the episode is also a commentary on the often convoluted and complicated legal issues associated with the ownership of intellectual property in the music industry. I think that's a good point. The um, record company was able to essentially, they thought that they owned the rights to the song probably because it was in their catalog or whatever, but yeah, they didn't right. own the rights and didn't credit Chef. So therefore, Chef didn't receive any royalties. Like if you had just credit Chef, then they, honestly, they probably could have had the legal case to say, no, it was we own the song. You worked for us, but we gave you credit. Like you wrote it, you you made it, you recorded it, but we right. repackaged it and had somebody else. That's a convoluted ownership, right? Um, but <sighs> music companies get around all the time. So, Mister Mister Big Record Producer acts as though he is above the law. I am above the law. Uh, I don't know if you know this. This he kind of looks like a parody of uh, Adolf Hitler, and then a he uses kind of uses the tube of hair. Uh, spooge. It's actually called Spooge, too, uh, which is slang for semen, by the way. Spooge. Oh, I got Ben Affleck Spooge. Uh, yeah, Spooge. Uh, the Stinky Britches music video that Mr. Garrison is watching is a parody of the Alanis Morissette music video for her song Ironic. Um, ironic, get it? Uh, which was featured on her 1995 album Jagged Little Pill. So that's kind of ironic that they made a parody song about Alanis Morissette. Ha, ha, ha. The lawyer representing Mr. Big Record Publishing is Johnny Cochran. Um, now, Johnny Cochran passed away in 2005. Uh, he was born in 1937. Cochran is best known for representing O.J. Simpson during his 1995 criminal trial. Thanks in part to Cochran's defense, O.J. Simpson was acquitted of the murder charges from October 3rd, 1995. Now, let's get into some funny stuff here. That you deba- that you do- the, bleh, bleh, the Chewbacca defense in the world of South Park is what got O.J. Simpson cleared of murder charges. This is, of course, the parody of Johnny Cochran's closing argument during the O.J. Simpson murder trial. The exact statement that they are parodying is, where is all the, where is all the blood that trail that they are banting about the mountain of evidence? You will see, see it's little, it's stream. They don't have any mountain of ocean evidence. It's not so because they say so. That's just rhetoric. We, we just afternoon are talking about the facts. So, so it doesn't make any sense. It, it just doesn't fit, fit. If it doesn't fit, you must quit. If it doesn't fit, you must quit. <laughs> they don't have a mountain of ocean evidence. It's not so because they say so. 
That's just rhetoric. That's just rhetoric. We this afternoon are talking about the facts. And so it doesn't make sense. No, it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't fit. It does fit. You must acquit. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Uh, so that was some of the underlying tones there. Let's get into our, our top moments here as we finish up the episode. Number one, the side story, Mr. Garrison and Mr. Twig. That means your hand. You liked that? You liked that? You said, yeah. Excuse me. The whole it gives you a little character development into it, and we finally learn that Mr. Garrison is crazy, or he's hiding something, or he's been burying something deep along that he's been afraid to admit to himself. Interesting, or somehow Mr. Hat is a real, real. person. We don't, yeah. We don't know. Uh, number two we actually get all the famous bands rancid and ozzy bean some of them you said so we actually get all the voiceovers like they're actually in the episode yeah well we got some real famous ones like joe strummer like that dude was in the clash everybody knows who that is yeah can't argue that number three stinky stinky bridges yeah got stinky bridges stinky stinky bridges got stinky bridges do you like uh, Alanis Morissette? No, but the, the, the you know Cartman singing and everything is too funny. Why don't you like Alanis Morissette? I don't know. I just couldn't get into her like that weird music, like her and Enya, and just being weird. I don't know. It's too eccentric for me, so I just couldn't get into it. Well, I have a confession to tell you. You like Lannis Morissette, don't you? I hate Lannis Morissette. Anyway, uh, let's get into the next top. Like <laughs> Johnny Cochran. Uh, the two Baca defense. All right, so here we go. Oh, whoa. Okay. Never mind. So let's get into the Chewbacca defense. I'm going to go ahead and recite it. It goes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Chewbacca. Chewbacca is a Wookiee from the planet Kashyyyk. But Chewbacca lives on the planet Andor. Now think about that. Hold that on. That does not make sense. The nerd is coming out here. It's Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. I know, it's, it's hard to pronounce it when you're doing that voice. Kashyyyk. Yeah, you're right. Yet, doesn't make sense. Anyway, Gerald says, damn it. Chef says, wait. He goes, he's using Chewbacca defense. Why would Wookiee, an eight-foot-tall Wookiee, who went to Andor with a bunch of two-foot-tall Ewoks, that does not Make sense. But more important, you have to ask yourself, what does it have to do with the case? Nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, it has nothing to do with this case. It does not make sense. Look at me. I'm a lawyer defending a major record company, and I'll talk about Chewbacca. Does that make sense? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not making any sense. None of this makes any sense. And so you have to remember, when you're in that jury room, deliberating and conjugating the Emancipation Proclamation, does it make sense? No. Ladies and gentlemen, the supposed jury, it does not make sense. If Chewbacca lives on Endor, you must acquit. Defense rest. <laughs> That's the stupidest argument I've ever fucking heard in a court case. I would die as a juror. I'd be like, you can't be serious. Uh, Kashik. 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 Uh, so that is the Chewbacca defense. Number five, the judge from the case, as I mentioned, I thought was hilarious because he just like like when after Joe he was. makes that uh, after he makes that um, uh, defense, the judge Moses like yeah, there's like a long pause and he goes, "Okay then." 
was like, that's exactly how I felt. Of course, the judge just helps moderate the case in this jury. So he's not going to ultimately make the final decision whether he's guilty or not. That's up to um, Johnny Cock. Or I'm sorry, that's up to the jury. One thing I, I just popped up, though, that I didn't like what the judge did. He was like, "You, I sentence you to $2 million. And if you can't pay that, you're going to jail for 8 million years. And then, like, his bailiff pops up in his ear. And he goes, oh, sorry, four years. And I was just like, that's kind of ridiculous. Stupid. Uh, yeah. Uh, number six, one of my favorites, the DJ for the Chef Aid. Every time he would introduce somebody, coming up next to the Chef, it's Branson. Woo! Woo! Promise! Woo! Woo! I want to say that that's the same guy, the same voice that ends up being in the Battle of the Bands in the Timmy 2000. And Lord's out in the underworld, Timmy 2000. Woo! So that was our top likes, top dislikes. The record producer, you said they felt that they didn't try very hard with the villain in this episode. Give me a little bit more detail uh, on just, that. I'm above the law. <laughs> and then squirts spooge and rubs his hair to the side. And like, just, he could have been more devious in his plan to beat Chef, I feel like, you know. It just wasn't very in-depth. Fair enough. He was very, it was very short. You know, Maybe we really just didn't get him enough. I don't know. Yeah, all he did was really sue him and then tried to cut one of the legs off of stage. And that's, right. and rubbed spoon in his hair and took half a chef's shit. That's basically all he did. Number two, everyone owes chef for their time and careers, yet, oh, they only buy some fucking candy bars? <laughs> Seriously? Only like two or three candy bars? Come on, guys. But is it up to the boys? Did they did they really emphasize that they needed to get two million dollars? Is that on their their fault too? It's like, on you, their little wagon. I mean, he. You're right. Cartman did have the the little graph. <laughs> As you can see here from our graph, we only uh, got in ninety seven dollars. Uh, well below our two million dollar goal mark. <laughs> well below our two million dollar mark. <laughs> Uh, number three, we I, we put down, didn't like that they, we were kind of confused about, you know, if Mr. Hat is real or not. Uh, I don't ever think we really ever get an answer. Even when Mr. Cat, even when Mr. Garrison comes out of the closet later, we don't really get it, that answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, last one, we didn't like the, po- I don't like the polka dance. It's just, I don't know, maybe I don't like polka music. I will sing a dance for you, blah, blah, blah. I just, I don't know, dumb. Scoop, that was the full episode. Does this make Scoop's top 20? Nope, it's top 50. Just, oh, you know what I mean? This makes Scoop's top 50. <laughs> um, this makes my top 100. I knew it. Yeah, it doesn't make my top 50. It's a good episode. It's funny. Top 100. It's the top 100. It's, yeah. I think that's fair. You know, that's fair assessment. It's like 70 something. Yeah, 70 something. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, we did it. That's another episode, guys, right here on hackerhomming.podbean.com, ratsaladreview.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Breakercast, Overcast, Pocketcast, Momscast, Eat a Cast, Shock Class, Do a Class, Smoke a Class, Eat a <laughs> Touch a Cast. And write my ass. And you can continue to watch every episode, as you can see on YouTube, with myself here and the Ski Jackson. 
my name is Matthew Shaver. I'm your host with Moses on the West Coast, your boy, MSG. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. And, of course, this is my boy, Scoop. If you want to hit him up, you can hit us up on Twitter at SuckMyBallsPod, and you can banter back and forth with him there. Um, yeah, you know, guys, look, before I go, something I posted on my Facebook, and I'm going to say it here, too. Look, you have an opportunity right now as a human, as an individual, to open up the lines of communication with others. Expand your social circles. Expand your political gatherings. Go to different outings. Go to different churches, if that's what you do. Or go to different gatherings, religions, races, events. Go to all different things and learn and understand from people. And once you learn and understand from people, you'll really come to the conclusion that guess what? Everyone's having a shitty time, and we all need fucking toilet paper, okay? So if you want to go out there and riot and protest, go out there and riot and protest peacefully. Don't kill people like you know don't do that uh you know if you're gonna burn something burn government shit don't burn small businesses go if you i'm not i'm not saying do it but if you're gonna do it take out the cops take out their shit you know i'm not for it but don't take out billy joe's business that he's been working for 30 years it pays for his five kids like that's fucked up like he's not doing anything wrong he's just starting to make ends me and his store got closed already from covid and now he burned his goddamn store down but I'm also not advocating for you to burn cops and military shit. And I'm not advocating for violence anyway. I'm just saying, choose who you're going to fight with, guys. Realize what the consequences are going to be after as well. Anyway, Scoop Jackson. That is another edition, guys. Of sick my well, you can just suck my hairy butt. <laughs>